Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Date with Purpose. So glad that you have joined in this morning. Uh, yes, I am here. Sorry, I'm a minute late or two. Um, at home today, as you can see, I'm not in my office. Uh, gonna be working from home today. So I decided to do Coffee Date with Purpose here in my living room. So welcome everyone to my living room. Hey, look at this. I just noticed my mug and my shirt match. That was totally not planned. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Welcome. I'm so glad that you are here today. Uh, so mug of the day, this is my comfort mug. Do you ever have a mug that is like your comfort mug? I think I have a few of them that are my comfort mugs. Good morning, everyone. Uh, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, we welcome you. I'm so glad that you have joined in. Uh, you can't see what's happening. And when I say my shirt and my mug match, you don't really know what I'm talking about. So I'm wearing a green turtleneck and my mug is a lovely ombre of colors of green. It's one of those pottery mugs. <laughs> Anyways, good morning, everyone. How is everyone doing today? I feel like Thursdays just come so quickly. Like, does anybody feel like the time just seems to like fly by? I don't know what the deal is, but I'm told as you get older that time seems to go faster. Anybody? Like, can I get an amen? Can I get a hello? Hello? <laughs> Anyways, I hope you are all doing well today. It's a great day. The sun is shining. I hear we're supposed to get a snowstorm tomorrow. Again, I think we've got all the winter snow in one month in February. It's insane. Good morning, everyone, as you are all popping on. So glad that you are all here. I'm so glad that everyone is here and ready to go. Tell me what you're drinking this morning. Coffee, tea, what is your, what is your morning routine wake up drink? Let me know, all right? Oh, yes, I'm on now. I know what people were looking for me. Where are you? Water, Sarah. Oh, healthy people. <laughs> I know, I, I'm actually doing better in drinking water, so good for you, good for you. Okay, we are gonna get into our devotional today. All right, put the coffee away, Wendy, it's time to get into the word. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get into the word today. I'm gonna, I'm not really gonna like read the scripture this morning because um, it's a long, it's a long one today, what we're gonna be talking about. I'm going to just kind of pick out points, but I would love for you guys to kind of read uh, this later on if you have time. Go to Hebrews 11, and you need to read it. It's kind of known as the faith chapter. Um, in this chapter, um, it is written about all the different, um, uh, what do we call them, like pillars of faith throughout the Word of God. And when we read this chapter, it can actually... It can almost be a little bit intimidating because we read these. I don't know about you guys, but do you ever have those moments where you're like reading in the word and you're reading about these Bible characters and, and we hold them on such high esteem. We elevate them and we just like, oh, I can never measure up. Anybody ever have those moments where you feel like, you know, that you just, that you just aren't at that level. And when we read this faith chapter, if we're not careful, we can, we can kind of fall into that. So it talks about how different, um, people in the word of God, in the Bible, New Testament, Old Testament are like pillars of faith and the amazing things that they did, how they honored God and how God is, is literally, um, like giving them high esteem for their faith. And sometimes, I'm sure I'm not the only one. 
when we're believing for something, our faith literally, I mean, when we talk mustard seed, like the tiniest seed, does anybody have those moments where you're like mustard seed or even less than a mustard seed? Sometimes our faith is not, um, you know, where we think it should be. Or we look at other people and we think, oh, I just don't have as much faith as them. So I want to read this. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I encourage you to read it afterwards. But um, as we go through this chapter and we read about these people who God is like elevating for their faith, I want to just take a second and just look at the reality of these people, okay? Just to kind of bring them back to, um, let's put them on human terms rather than like superhero faith terms. Let's bring them to um, human terms so that maybe we can feel like we can relate a little bit more with them. Does that sound like a good idea? Okay, so I'm gonna start with, let's say, where should we start? We're gonna start with Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place um, he later received his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. So let's talk about Abraham for a minute. God called Abraham to go to the promised land. He didn't know where he was going. God said, I'm going to tell you as you go, you need to take that step of faith and go. So we can look at Abraham and absolutely, he is a pillar for God. He is a man of faith. God elevates him in this story, in this scripture um, to high, like look at his faith and, and we can look at him and we can think, ah, I don't really quite measure up. Hang on. We're going to just put that on a little back burner for a second, okay? Um, Sarah. It talks about Sarah in here. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, wasn't able to bear children. Uh, she was considered, considered him faithful who made the promise. So Sarah, who was like pushing a hundred people, <laughs> it says by faith, she had a child, okay? Then it talks about Moses. We're gonna come back to these in a second, so just bear with me for a moment. Uh, verse 23, by faith, Moses' parents, his parents hid him for three months. By faith, Moses had grown up and refused to be known as Pharaoh's son. Um, and then it talks about how he passed people through the Red Sea um, onto dry land. When the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Um, so it talks about Moses's faith, okay? Um, Rahab talks about Rahab. Uh, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell um, because Ahab, Rahab was a part of that. How about Gideon? Uh, in the word here, it, it says, you know, if I had time, I'd tell you more about Gideon. So Gideon is partially in this as well. Gideon, David, King David. I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, one of them that's not mentioned here, but we, we hold to high, high esteem is Peter. Um, how about Paul? How about Elijah in the New Test in the Old Testament? Okay, so I'm going to break all of these down for you as we can read about these characters and we can hear stories and we can preach about them, we can talk about them, and we think, oh my goodness, like the faith that they had, and they did, they had enormous faith, obviously God elevated them. But I want to bring it back, let's just whoop, bring it back to them being human beings. When we read about them in the word of God, we can put them on pedestals, we can make it seem like they are untouchable almost, but let's look at who these people were and a little bit of their struggles, not to highlight their struggles, 
but let's look at their struggles just to realize that they were human too. Just like us, we live right now, 2023, and we might think, oh, I'm just not quite you know, as good, or my faith level is only this, and their faith level was this. And, you know, we can kind of put ourselves in feeling like we just don't measure up and, and look at them, at, you know, at such high level of esteem. <clears throat> so let's just break it down for a minute. Let's look at Abraham. And again, not to focus on the negative, but to focus on the, the humanness of him, of them all, the humanness of them all, and realizing that God can use even ones who... Um, make mistakes like we do. We all make mistakes. We're not quite at the level that we think we should or not quite at the level that we put other people on. Okay. So let's look at all of these characters and kind of just break it down a little bit. So let's look at Abraham. First of all, Abraham, I mean, he took, God gave him a promise that he was going to have a son, even in his, in his older age. And yet he was willing to take a concubine to try to help God with the promise that God gave him. God's not quite doing it in, in, you know, in a timely fashion in the way that we think he should. So I'm going to help God. So he takes Sarah's concubine and has a child with her, with Hagar. And we see even now today um, the repercussions of that sin. We also see Abraham at, when they were traveling to the promised land and lied about the fact that Sarah was his wife and said that he was his sister. And God came in and kind of intervened on that one quickly. So when we look at Abraham, he was a liar and uh, he was also an adulterer. Um, but we don't hold that against him. In God's grace, he was forgiven and God was able to use him. And Abraham's name is in the book of, you know, the faith book. Abraham's name is in there because God holds him to such, because, because Abraham, even though he sinned, he still walked, you know, he, he received forgiveness and he walked in what God's calling was for him. Okay, Sarah, Abraham's wife. Uh, she again gave the concubine to Abraham said here take I'm not getting pregnant God must have made a mistake or he needs help or something so here's my concubine take her and have a child with her so again the lack of trust in when God gives a promise she lacked that trust and she tried to kind of help God along Afterwards, when Hagar had the child, uh, she actually kicked Hagar out and was like, get out of here. I don't want you anymore. Um, you're, you're cramping my lifestyle. Um, we know the story. If you've ever read it, then, then, you know, eventually Hagar comes back. But again, these are just things of Sarah. She allowed her husband to lie about the fact that she was his sister, not his wife. Um, but again, by God's grace, she ends up being elevated in the faith chapter. Moses, Moses, Moses was scared out of his mind when God called him to do, to release the, the uh, Israelites from the Egyptians' hands. 
he he was like, you can't pick me. I'm not the person for the job. It's it's historically thought that Moses actually had a stuttering problem. So he was afraid to talk, uh, to be able to communicate what he wanted to do. So he had doubt. He also later on, as they were traveling through the wilderness, he had a moment where he went ahead of God. Remember, he struck the stone um, doing what God told him not to do. He did that. And, and because of that, he was not able to enter into the promised land. Uh, but again, by God's grace, he was forgiven of his sins, even though he wasn't perfect. Eventually, he ends up in the book in Hebrew of the book of faith. Rahab, she is the one who helped, you know, with the walls of Jericho, telling them, you know, helping the spies to come in and hid them. She was a prostitute. But here God was able to use Rahab for his glory. Gideon. God used Gideon, and I love Gideon's story because Gideon is literally hiding from the Midianites. He's hiding from his enemy, and the angel of God comes to Gideon and says, Mighty warrior, and Gideon is like, oh, who are you talking about right now? God saw Gideon and saw the potential in him, but Gideon did not see the potential in himself and actually questioned God and tested God multiple times to really get proof of whether this was actually God and whether God was actually telling him to do this. And God ended up using him in incredible, massive ways. David, we have been actually studying David in our Bible study on Wednesday evenings and David, you know, it. the word tells us that he was a man after God's own heart. But David was an adulterer. David was a murderer. He was a liar. He was lustful. But there was still so much love and passion for God in his heart that he was willing to admit his sins. And he um, had a beautiful relationship with God. And God, by his grace, forgave him of his sins. And again, David ended up being the most successful king ever. Peter. Peter, now he's not named in this book, but think about Peter, okay? We're going to think about a couple of different people now that aren't necessarily in the book, but are just in the Word of God, that aren't necessarily in Hebrews, but are in the Word of God. Think about Peter, who denied Jesus, like denied him three times, right in front of Jesus. Jesus was able to see him deny him. Peter was a fumbler, like Peter fumbled all over and did all kinds of crazy things, but Peter ends up in the book of Acts, where we see where the Holy Spirit came down on Peter and Peter ended up preaching a sermon that brought 3,000 people to know Christ in one day. And then we see Peter slowly progress to become an incredible preacher, an incredible warrior for God. Peter literally denied Jesus. But here, by the grace of Christ and forgiveness of sin, he was able to change Peter and elevate him to be a mighty warrior for Christ. Paul. Before Paul was Paul, he was named Saul. He was literally a killer. He literally, his job was to travel around and kill Christians. And yet, by the grace of God, God was able to take him reform him like the clay that talks about in the word of God, how God reforms the clay and turned him into a powerful, like a large majority of the New Testament is written by Paul, who was a guy who literally made his full-time position uh, killing Christians. And God was able, don't ever tell me that somebody can't come to know Christ because if God can save 
Paul, Saul to become Paul, God can save anybody, okay? So there's a huge transition. Elijah, Elijah had this mountainous moment where, where you remember they had the two, the, the battle between Baal, the prophets of Baal and the prophet, uh, God's prophet, uh, Elijah. And you guys got to read that in the Old Testament and how God comes down and literally sends fire from heaven and rains down and completely um, just consumes Elijah's offering. And then days later, like just a short time afterwards, we see Elijah running away from Jezebel's prophets, from Jezebel's reach, and, and she's trying to kill him. And he's literally hiding and having a pity party, like, woe is me, oh my goodness, I'm gonna die. And again, God has to come in and refresh him physically and mentally, restore him, and raises him back up to be an amazing warrior. For God. So everyone, there is a whole lot of names right there that I've just shared with you. And I want you to look at each and every one of them and see as we read in the word of God, the amazing things that these people have done, but yet they were as human as you and I are. They have made mistakes just like you and I have. But God in his graciousness, God in his power, God in his unconditional love for us is able to take that sin away, kind of like, you know, clean us up, dust us off, set us on our way and put us back into line uh, to be able to be a mighty warrior for him. God doesn't focus on our past. God doesn't focus on our mistakes. God doesn't focus on the things that we've bungled and done wrong. God looks at our heart. God knows when we are willing to say, you know what? Yeah, I've sinned. I'm sorry, God, forgive me. He sees that and then he will take that submission when we submit our will to his will. He'll take that submission and he will clean us all up, make us all brand new, shiny again, and put us on our way. Does that mean that we're never going to make mistakes? No, because if we read through the word, we see time after time people making mistakes. But it was all about a heart. When they're willing to submit their heart to the Lord, when they're willing to admit, you know what, God, I'm not perfect. I've sinned. Forgive me. And God will do just that. He uses the ones who may be by the world standards, aren't necessarily the ones that we would think to use. You know, the beauty in this is that we need God. I cannot do what I do in ministry without God. It's not by my power, but by the Spirit of God that I am able to do what I do. And it's the same for every single one of you. God has a purpose and a plan for you. And even though you might feel like you have no purpose, that you have no ability, that you are less than, even though maybe that's what you feel, can I encourage you today? Submit your will to God and he will give you all the tools that you need. I pray this encourages you and blesses you today. There is no one out there who is unable to be used by the Lord. All the Lord wants is a willing heart, a submissive heart to his will. Let's pray. 
God, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your encouragement of your word. Thank you for your forgiveness, God, how you come in and you clean us up, you change us, and you make us warriors for you. God, I pray that every single person that's listening right now, Father, that they would be willing to set their will aside and, Father, follow you, that they would receive the forgiveness that you have for them, and, Father, that they would walk in the calling that you have ordained for them to do. God, bless us. May we bless you, Father. Walk with us. Journey with us, I pray. Be our loud voice in our ears. Be our GPS, our spiritual GPS, I pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Ladies, if you are out there, join us tonight at Cedarview Church, 7 p.m. We're having our ladies' night out. Also, ladies, I want to invite you, May the 6th, it's a Saturday. We are having an all-day event for ladies. It is, we've got Sue Ketty as a speaker. Myself is speaking. We're going to have worship. We're going to have a shopping area where you can go and have a little market. We're going to have lunch, $25. You can register cdviewchurch.com. If you know of any Christian vendors that would like to have a table at our event, please have them contact me. Uh, you just have to pay for your registration in the event and then $20 for the table. And uh, we would love to hear from you. So, Oh, and men. Can't forget about men. Oh, my goodness. May, uh, March the 11th, gentlemen, at Cedar Church, we have a breakfast for you at 9 a.m. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Hope you can come on out and see us at Cedar Church, 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Would love to see you there. God bless. Have an absolutely amazing day. And remember, God is something for you to do. You are called. And you are never, never, never messed up too much for God to use you. Trust me. He can use you. He just needs your submissive heart. So give that to him today. God bless everyone. Bye-bye.